Stories with Whitney Gaps. I'm your host, Angie Elkins. I'd like to invite you into my conversation with Whitney, where we are on a spiritual journey from transparency to transformation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sick of Me podcast. This is episode two. I'm Angie Elkins. And I'm Whitney Caps. And we are so glad that you've joined us. This is a companion podcast to the book that Whitney wrote called Sick of Me. So whether you've read the book or not, it doesn't matter. You can listen right along with us today. But we would love for you to pick up a copy of the I'd book. I'd be super honored. Yeah. yeah. It's available wherever you find books. Links in the show notes so you can find it for sure. But last week, we were talking about... Really, the surrender versus the hustle. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how we are so good at hustle. We are yes. so good at doing, not so great at letting go and surrendering. But you know, really, that is part of the process that we have to go through mm-hmm. to become what God wants us mm-hmm. to become. So today, let's talk a little bit about that, Whitney. Mm-hmm. I would love that. And let me just say, for all the hustlers out there, I think God um, sees our hustle, and I think He can use it. But I don't think it moves the needle as fast or as far towards holiness as surrender does. Mm. And so what we look at in the book is, how do I know what God's process is? And the reality is, it's going to look different in your life than it does in my Mm. life, because the circumstances are different. Our, um, Our backgrounds are different. Our upbringing is different. Our spiritual knowledge is different. But... I think rather than look for experience, in my opinion, it's always best to go back to the Word of God. And I think that God gives us a really good pattern in Scripture. And it's one that I want to share with you all today because if we get these four kind of major benchmarks down, at least in my life, and I think we see the pattern in Scripture, we'll be able to look and go, oh, I'm in this season. Mm. Oh, I think this might be what God is doing. Oh, this is how I want to respond to that Thing that he's doing. So, certainly don't want to put God in a box, <laughs> but I always love when Scripture gives us a pattern. Mm-hmm. I think the pattern is there for a reason, and I think God loves the type A children that He created. <laughs> and so He knew that lots of us look for formulas and checklists, and so if you're a type A-er, this is for you. Yay. So if you look at Scripture, I think there are four ways that God generally works to move a story or a people group or an individual forward in holiness. And we see this pattern repeated over and over. We see it with Israel. We see it with um, Jesus' disciples. And so um, I just want to give you these four principles and see if you see them like I do in Scripture. The first is that God calls His people to be separate, Mm -hmm. which is essentially what holiness is, is being set apart or separate. So God's call is for us to be separate. But the reality is separate is hard. Mm. It's just it's just so yeah, hard it is. Um, because it is setting myself apart to what God wants, which means I have to say no to what I want. So mm. God causes people to be separate. Separate is hard, but not only is separate good, but here's the third principle. Hard is good. Mm. The process of saying no to what I want and yes to what God wants is so beneficial. Mm. And I think that's a great place for us to be. This is also, if I'm honest, this is the place, the part of the process where I bail. I bail on yeah. hard. Yeah. I bail on things that that stretch me, that require self-discipline, that require self-denial. Those mm-hmm. are places where I will bail and I'll just get busy doing other things. You know what's funny about that? I, I had a text this morning from a friend and she and I are doing you know, a little weight loss program sure. together. But she texted me and said, can I have sweetener in my coffee? Okay. 
Y'all, that's hard for some of us to say no. Yes. And I will tell you, I wanted to say, you know, it's probably okay. We're so good. Yeah. But the truth is no. No. Yes. And it's hard, but no. No. And that no is good. <laughs> That no is good for you. Mm. That no is good for her. Mm. That no frees us up to better yeses. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would just say, maybe you're nothing like me, but I think step three of the process is really hard, which is saying, God, whatever you want to do, it may be hard. And because it's hard does not mean it's bad. Mm. Hard is good. So God causes people to be separate. Separate is hard. Yeah, Hard is good good. Mm. And then the fourth place, the place where we want to get to so that we find some respite, so that we find some fruit, so that we find some peace, because the process will start again. The fourth step is, but God is best. Mm. God, not, not what I look like. And this is where sometimes sick of me is because we're we're focused on me. God, what are you doing in me? What is going to be the outcome for me? God, what are you going to do in my life? Where am I going to see the fruit? No, that's not what we're working toward. Mm. We're working toward God. I want to know you better. Mm -hmm. God, I want the joy of my life to be you so that even if my circumstances don't change, even if I've worked through this process and like Israel, I'm still in exile. God, I want you Mm -hmm. to be best. If you read Jeremiah 31, sometimes we go to Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. We go there a lot. But that promise was that God was going to set them in captivity, but that was a good plan. Their Mm. captivity was a good plan because not purely the land was best, that God, and if you go to Jeremiah 31, you see that where he says, I will be your God and you will be my people Mm. and I will dwell with you. Ultimately, what we want through the process is not to see how God is going to make us better. It's how God is going to reveal that he is best. Mm. So... If you have kind of entered into this process with us, part of the process is maybe looking at where you are currently and saying, which part of this process am I currently in? Am I hearing God's call to be separate and He's asking me to lay some things down? Maybe I've been trying to diet and what I'm missing is that God is asking me to lay down a habit that has become an idol. Mm -hmm. And so I need to turn from that morning coffee fix. Or maybe he's asking me to lay it down because he wants to use that money in a different way. Mm. I don't know, but is God calling you to be separate? Mm. Or maybe you're in the acknowledgement that separate is hard and God is going to ask us to do something to separate ourselves Mm. from things. Or maybe you're in the part of the process where you're asking God to fix your heart because you've been doing all the right things, but (laughs) maybe you've never been there. I've done all the right things. I've just been mad about it. Have you ever been there where I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore and I'm not seeing the fruit? Well, it's because I'm doing it and I'm looking at me mm. rather than looking at him. And so I love when you said that you we just need to want the Lord to be our joy. Mm. And we're looking for joy in the hustle. Yes. We really are. We're looking yeah. for joy in the going to Bible study and checking off so our true. perfect attendance and finishing our homework mm-hmm. and uh, doing all the things. We're looking for the joy in that. We want to pay off. Yeah. And church culture, and particularly our world, has taught us that there is a payoff. If you do this, then you get that. That's what God was saying to Israel. It's not purely about the land. If you do this, you get me. Mm. That's what Jesus was saying to his disciples. It is better for you that I go away because if I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. What's better than the incarnate physical presence of Jesus? The indwelling of his Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so it is, it's just such a fundamental shift. And let me just be honest, a real life struggle to say, God, more than I want my circumstances to be better, more than I want my life to look better, I want 
you. Yeah. And that's, y'all, again, preach is easy, live so hard. So good, yes. It's so hard to live mm-hmm. in that tension of, I want Jesus. I want, I want what God wants to do mm-hmm. in me. And whatever that process looks like, yeah. I'm surrendered to it. You know, it's interesting to hear you talk about that because we there's so much um, conflict, I think, amongst us internally about, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm messing up. I know, but... The Bible also tells me I'm a saint. Yes. So like we get it caught in between this. Am I a sinner? Am I a saint? I, what do you say it's about so that? So true. Well, yeah. one, so let me just, let's all acknowledge that many, many, many of us want to be put in a category. We've talked about this a little bit. I think that's why we love those personality mm. um, assessments and batteries. Yeah, and, right. and tell me tell me who I am. Yeah. Tell me what, let, let me just understand me. Like yeah. I think we want to be in a category. Yeah. I think part of the challenge for the Christian life is that our category is a both and. And you see this over and over in Scripture. We live a both and reality. I am a sinner, Mm. but I am also a saint. I am a redeemed child of God. And when He Mm. looks at me, He sees Jesus. But yet I am not fully sanctified. Scripture's clear. We won't be perfect until we see Jesus Mm. face to face. And the old is completely gone. Mm. There's still old parts of me that try and resurrect themselves over and over again. And so I am a redeemed daughter of the King who is still a sinner struggling with those old patterns and those old desires that resurrect themselves and battle for control. We also live in the now and the not yet that we are in the kingdom of God, but not fully, Mm. not the way we will be one day. So over and over in scripture, we see this tension Mm. of the now and not yet of the both and that we are sinner and we are saint. I think the great struggle of sanctification is not to resist the tension but to lean into mm. it because it's in the tension where I have to say, I'm not in control. Yeah, I don't get to decide which one I am. I'm mm. going to surrender and live in that tension. And you're welcome to disagree, but when I think about that tension, I think that's that John 15 mm. abide mm-hmm. where I am living in God. I'm living in Christ. And God the Father is the vine dresser, and He's pruning away. And I'm growing, and I'm staying connected to the vine, but yet I'm not in control. I'm surrendered to what He wants to do, and what He wants to do is sometimes painful, but I'm surrendered to that because He's good, and I want Him. I want Him to do what He wants to do. But again, I think abiding is just so Mm. hard because I just want to go back into hustle. Let me slip back into hustle and do my part. You know, and I think... When we realize if we can surrender to that, because here's the here's the thing, Whitney, we are never gonna arrive. Yeah, we are never this side of heaven. We are never so gonna right. arrive at this is what I've always wanted to be. Yes, we're never gonna arrive there. Mm-hmm. So we have to surrender mm-hmm. to it in order to find peace, That's really, exactly with the right. process. That's exactly right. Now, I think there is some hope, and I think we see this in the letters that Paul writes, um, depending on which letter you read, I think you kind of see this theme over and over. Paul would say, but look at my life and what the gospel will do. So I think we will see progress. For sure. And that's why I think this process that we talk about, God causes people to be separate. Separate is hard. Hard is good. God is best. I've seen that process work out in my marriage. Mm. I'm not perfect. Oh, mercy. I could give you 47 (laughs) ways that I am so jacked up. But I'm a better wife than I was Mm. because I've seen that process work itself out. We're in small areas. Small. Here's here's just a for instance. Not long ago, Chad and I were having an argument. This is terrible. I can't believe I'm admitting this out loud. This is the wretchedness (laughs) of my heart. But maybe some woman 
Well, you might not, you may not see this, but maybe I'll make you feel better about yourself. How's that? Mm. We were having an argument, and in my head, I was thinking, I cannot believe I married somebody this selfish. Like, I didn't say it out loud. And in the moment, I was like, I want to say it, but I'm not going to because I love Jesus. That's so sad. <laughs> That's like, like I'm patting myself on the back for the fact that I'm thinking it, not saying it out loud. Anyway, and the argument, like the gist of the argument was that he didn't do what I wanted him to do. So, I mean, yeah, that's shockingly hypocritical. <laughs> that he didn't do what I wanted him to do, and my charge against him is that he's so selfish. Anyway, after that, the Holy Spirit brought to mind that the Holy Spirit is grieved that I would even think that about mm. my husband. And so I wanted to justify why that thought was right and working out, but to live a life, a marriage set apart for the gospel is that I don't even allow myself to think something unholy about my husband. Mm. I don't pat myself on the back for the fact that I don't say it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I say because God is offended by that, whether or not I was right is inconsequential, mm. because God is best, I don't allow myself to think it. Mm. So am I perfect? Good gravy, no. Um, we've had 15 fights since then, and I still thought ugly things, but I'm aware of it. And I'm saying, God, you're best. Yeah. So because you're best, I want even the interior of mm. my thought life to be respectful and honoring of Chad. Mm. So I'm not perfect, but I do think we see progress mm. if we work this process through and let the Holy Spirit work it and us respond in obedience. I heard someone say one time, the way that you know you've grown is when you accomplish a task or you do something that used to be hard, mm. and now you know it's easy. That's right. And so those are the things we forget to stop and take a look back at how far we've come. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's so important mm -hmm. because it does give us hope. Oh, mm -hmm. look where God's brought me. He's That's brought exactly me from right. here. Then we can go there. Absolutely. You and know? so, and I think sometimes we don't do that because we think it sounds prideful. But wouldn't it be a great exercise? Mm. Maybe this will be something we'll all do today. What if we all spent 10 minutes and looked at where am I more spiritually mature today mm. than I was five years ago? Just look. And then what do I know about God or what did I learn in Scripture that helped me get here? Mm. And just say, you know what? Yes, mm. I can see progress. Would it encourage us to pursue that process more? Because I do think we see progress. We're not perfect for sure, no. But we do need to see that the process is working because the process is going to restart. Mm. That's If we're alive and breathing air, we don't arrive at God as best and suddenly close our eyes in death and we're home to glory. We don't arrive at God as best and suddenly all the sins and frustrations and hangups and hurts disappear. God begins that process again in another part of our life. Hmm. And how gracious of Him not to, to sort of, how gracious of Him to not radically do all of that at once. I don't know that I could sustain yeah. the pressure of that kind of major renovation, but He's tender. And he works that process mm -hmm. in small areas of our heart and our life over and over and over again. It's important to him yes. that we look like him. He wants us to grow and be more like Jesus. And so mm -hmm. he is gracious to us to keep that process at work in us. That's exactly right. Last yes. night, you were telling me about your mom and something wonderful she said to you. Will you share that with our yes. listeners? And I, let me just say, this is one of the things that I remind myself because I am legitimately the least disciplined person you will ever meet. <laughs> I mean, I will cave on a commitment faster than you can say go. It's so, so frustrating. And I was talking about that with my mom and just how much I want self-discipline, but it's just so hard for me. And she said, Wit, nobody 
ever arrives at self-denial if they can't be self-disciplined. And self-denial is the call of the cross, Mm -hmm. to take up our cross daily, deny ourselves, and follow Jesus, to die to self. And I thought, man, that's it. I'd never thought about it like a progression. But the reality is I struggle with taking up my cross and following Jesus because as much as I want Jesus, I want me more. Yeah. I want my comfort. I want my habits. I want my convenience more. And so I'm chasing Jesus, but also still trying to make me happy. And I realized when she said that, oh my goodness, I'm pursuing Mm self-denial, but I skipped Mm self-discipline. And so we have to learn. That's part of that being separate, saying no, saying no to this thing so that I can say yes to God. And I think some of us are trying to still say yes to this thing and say yes to God on top (laughs) of it. And that's what we talked about last time. I wonder if that's when we get worn out is we're trying to chase after both of those simultaneously. And I don't think our hustle can sustain that. That's I think true. that's too I think that's too many things that we're chasing. Yeah. We have to say no. I think that some of the people listening right now are thinking, okay, there are some things I need to say no to, but it's not going to be the same for everyone. Right. God is calling us all to different things and some of us right now are thinking, I really need to say no to mm-hmm. Maybe you're dependent on some kind of drug or maybe Mm -hmm. excessive alcohol drinking or something like that. Some of you, it's something much, much deeper Mm -hmm. um, that maybe no one else even knows is going on in your life. Just trust the Lord that He can walk with you through that. Saying no to things that are not His best for you is what leads us into sanctification and creates us. um, We become more holy people. That's right. And He says, be holy because I'm holy. Yeah. Over and over and over. He says, be holy because I am holy. And so it is the great call of our life, not just to live like Jesus, but to look like Jesus. Mm. And I want the inner quality, the inner character of my heart to be able to sustain what God is calling me to do. And really, we talked about this a little bit, Whitney, but that process is where the character is built. Yes. That is it. And that character is what holds us into place when we are wherever God is taking us. We cannot stand on a platform or any kind of spotlight or any kind of place without the character that God's built Mm -hmm. through that process. And that's why it's so important. You're exactly right. And there's so much more for us to talk about that because the reality is God has gifted most of us in a way Mm. where we have enough, and I use this term, just we have enough gift or talent. Yep. To fake it. Yes, we do. To make it look like our character is there. But I think that's when we hit the wall. That's Mm -hmm. when we're exhausted. That's when we find the temptation to want to quit. Because we don't have the inner stuff, the inner Holy Spirit stuff Mm -hmm. to make that talent sustainable. Yeah. And when I say talent, you know what I mean. The whatever the skill set that you have where when they've asked you to do one more thing, you can say yes and you can <laughs> fake it till you make it and we're just not ever making it. You said yesterday we're looking for spiritual life hacks. Yes. yes. That's so true. And, and you can find them yeah, in the Christian life. Totally. There are plenty of hacks. There are plenty <laughs> of things that will tell you if you do this, you're going to feel it. Do But what we need is really a spiritual commitment to holiness, yeah. not a spiritual hack. Amen. Well, this has been a great discussion today. Thank you, Whitney, for coming and sitting with me hey, again. I love it. Again, we've got so much more to talk about, so I hope that yeah. you guys will come back. And if you leave any of these feeling a little bit icky, let me just say, 
I believe that's conviction. Mm -hmm. The Spirit works when we hear truth to convict us and say, I want you to talk and think and pray about that. And so don't feel discouraged. Know that it's the work of the Holy Spirit to make us better. Thank you for joining Whitney and I today. Please remember to check out all the links in the show notes where you'll find places to purchase Whitney's book, Sick of Me, as well as the accompanying Bible study called We Over Me. Remember to follow Whitney and me on social media. We would love to connect with you on Facebook and Instagram. You can find links in the show notes as to where to find us. Now, as you listen to this episode, I bet you thought of a friend or two who might like to hear this message. Would you text this episode link to that friend right now? This is the best way to get a great conversation started. Thank you again for listening. As you head into the rest of your day, we pray you will be inspired to pursue not just honesty in your relationships, but holiness. That's where actual change happens and when we become more like Jesus. Thank you.